every human being is making the best decision that they can make according to what they know who they are and what they know at that time in their lives the biggest resistance for people comes from families and for families they are also your strength yes so they are also your biggest weakness every coin has two sides but my mom would you're now married yeah now his house is your house mm-hmm. you need to learn how to sacrifice Correct. you need to learn how to be da 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 every parent for some reason all around the world knows this dialogue <laughs> how does everybody know this dialogue because as a parent today i'm not teaching my daughter that you know when people say would you like to be married again i'm like are you bloody mad really never why oh tell that, me that is exciting <laughs> when something wrong happens that's your biggest advantage that's your biggest play point i think i would tell everyone in the world to just want to make a podcast Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating a podcast today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify and when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for podcasters, I love engaging with my audience with the Q&A and the polls. And I also love the fact that I can upload my video podcast on Spotify because I know my audience love watching it sometimes when they're traveling on their commute. I highly recommend you give it a try and you can download the Spotify for podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com/podcasters to get started. Sinena. Shivani. I love it when people do that when I say my name back. <laughs> Welcome to Millennial Mind. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful, really. I'm so happy to have you here. I feel like you're such a bundle of joy and you have so much energy, so I'm so happy to have you here with us today. Thank you. For people who don't know who you are, tell me a little bit about yourself. I'm 42. I'm a mommy of a teenage daughter. I'm a lifestyle influencer. I love making people feel happy. I love inspiring people. I love like that hope or changing the way people think. Because I think I've done that with myself to kind of in life not to just survive but to really really thrive. Mm. Um so I like to do that. I think that's who I am. I I really think I enjoy helping people. Uh, I enjoy them saying oh my god my life changed or my yeah. relationship changed it's such wonder i find that very magical so i keep finding magic wherever i go and were you always like that since a child yeah i think i was always magical really yeah. <laughs> where has the self confidence self belief self love come from because a lot of girls that i speak to but in mumbai every woman i've spoken to is so strong has so much self love so much self belief but in the uk i see that as a real struggle for a lot of women have you always been like so confident as a kid or i think we have confidence in so many different things some things you're going to feel very confident in yeah some things you will not mm. you know what i mean like confidence doesn't spread over you as a whole i remember when i was younger shivani will not believe i could not talk to boys I would be like I used to be an ice skater and I would be skating and my mom would actually tell my like me to talk to the children. Wow. And now I'm just tick 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 make me talk, make me talk. Uh but I couldn't. I felt very shy. I'd come from India and I was suddenly in a school in South Africa, a white school. I had to figure no it out. I've just become a teenager. Like so not a teenager yet. I was about 12. So you were born in in Mumbai? No, I was born in Germany. 
Oh my God, okay. Yeah, I was born in Germany. My dad was an industrialist, so he shifted at the age of 28. Wow, okay. So that was, he, his name actually came in the Guinea Book of Records for being the youngest entrepreneur in like a place like Germany at that time, wow. like in Europe. So you were in Germany and then? And then we shifted to Delhi. Okay. And then from Delhi, we went to South Africa. Wow. And so all my growing up years was in this beauty. I lived that. So that's wow. also how I'm shaped. That's how also how my learnings are shaped. Mm -hmm. Teaching yoga um, is a part of me. I feel how I am right now. I'm different on the mat. Something else comes up. Really? I'm a different energy on the mat. And I think we all are, right? Like right now you might be a certain energy here. Yeah. Suddenly, okay, go to a nightclub. You're a different energy there. Mm. You're different. Or you go into a house which is mm. low on energy or you have a conversation with somebody who's really low. What do they do? Drain they, you. They drain yeah, you. Yeah, they drain you. Mm. And it's an actual fact. It's actually the energy field around you. It's like you, you'll say, Hi, I'm Shivani. <laughs> Yeah, hi, what's up? <laughs> All good, yeah, what's going on? Uh, yeah. After some time, you're finished. So true. By the time you end this conversation, you will say, Yeah. Okay, bye. And you'll mm. be like, Bye. Mm. Because it's not that they just drain you, they also take it. Where is the energy going? The energy is going to them. They are draining you to go to them. Wow. So now they are energized, but you are drained. I love that. I spoke about that to someone earlier. I said, when someone is negative to me now, mm -hmm. before I used to be really upset, and I used to think, you know, why are you like that? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And now my mindset is, you are just a horrible person. So you're going to be horrible <laughs> to me, and then get on with your day, and I'm going to be upset about it. So why am I giving you that power? Correct. You know, why am I going to allow you to do what you want to do? Because if you're horrible to someone, right, and you're just a horrible person, you're never going to be upset about it. You're just going to get on with your day. It's not like you feel bad for being mean. Yeah, yeah, that's your so, normal. Exactly, that's your normal is to be mean. So now I'm just like, you know what, block. I don't allow anyone to upset me. I leave my crystals on and I just power through. <laughs> okay, so you grew up in South Africa. Yes. How old were you then? I was 12. Okay. And then I left. I left when I was... 17, 16 and a half, 17, my dad passed on. So we had to shift. So we spent wow. another year in South Africa, like just closing down the business and then we shifted back to India. And how was that? That was amazing. We went to my grandmom's place, we stayed there. But there was a lot of ego conflict between my mom and my grandmom. Right. Right. Like because, there is in most families. Yeah, and I feel that's correct because there's a power play. Mm. There's always power play in life, right? Mm -hmm. So there will be a power place. At some point, I mean, people who have gone back to their mother's homes, they'll understand that they were the queen of their home <laughs> when they were either on their own or if they were married. And now they go to their mom's home and they become the second fiddle. They can't so make true. all the decisions. So there is that power play. And how was that for you growing up? Because obviously your, your father just passed away right? Mm. You're now living, you're now moving again. Was that hard for you to manage that uncertainty? I think it was, yeah, when I was 16 and a half, 17, it was very hard. Mm. I had a boyfriend, I was dating for a long time. I had all my friends, like all my best friends, because friends for you when you're away from family, yeah. I learned that your friends are family. Mm. Because we lived in it was just us, my mom, dad, my brother, sister and me. It was five of us. Yeah. And now, everyone who matters is only your friends around. There are no aunties and uncles and grandparents. And Got it. There's not all that. It's a very nuclear family I lived mm. in and away from India. Right. So I've never really been into all those rituals, the Indian rituals or not so much. Right. Because I've lived abroad all my life and then I was in London. Right. So how did you manage through all of that uncertainty? Because obviously it was difficult for you, no? Yeah, but I think I, 
I think I find happiness wherever I go. Really? Yeah. You were I like think, that from a kid? I think there is. I think there is. When something wrong happens, that's your biggest advantage. That's your biggest play point. Like, imagine, like, something shit happens. And you feel overwhelmed. You do need to feel overwhelmed. Right. Then you feel fear. You do need to feel that fear. I'm not saying, oh my God, you're going to learn through it. It's a good thing that's happened. And yes, it's a good thing because you have to feel overwhelmed. You have to feel fear. You have to feel that. Because only when you feel that, will you change it? If it's a problem and you just cruise through it, there's nothing to change. You've cruised through it. The only change can be brought if a very high emotion is coming up with it, which is amazing because now you're going deeper and you can only go deeper within yourself and meet yourself if you're faced with problems. So one hand, you can't say, I want to know myself. And on the other hand, say, I don't want any problems. How will you know yourself? Mm. How will you know the courage you had? How would you know the determination you had? How would you know the persuasion you had? How did you know, I mean, you are here today, Shivani. How would you have known that? It mm. would have been hard to move from this job to this job, to reach where you are, to do it entrepreneurially, to bring all that onus on you, on your head. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a fear game. And only because it's a fear game, you learn. Mm-hmm. Oh, I should learn marketing. Oh, I should learn how to speak. I should learn how to dress. Oh, I should learn this. I should learn that. If you weren't fearful and you thought everything was okay, why would you? So true. You're only where you are because of the fear that you've overcome. Only. Only. That is so And the powerful. fear that you have not overcome. Yeah. yeah. You're also that way because of the fear that you have not overcome yet. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, what a great perspective. I've never thought about it that way. I've heard people say, you know, it's where you are, where you are, you learn from your problems, but you're right. We should embrace that fear so much and the failure as well. Yeah. So you moved when you were 18, did you say, back to London? You moved no, to, I moved to India. You moved to India? Because now my mom wanted to be with her family. Okay. Right? Now of she course. needed to get us into schools there. Okay. So, so I where remember did you move? I moved in grade 11 and grade 12. Okay. I did in India. Okay. In Delhi or? In Delhi. In Delhi, okay. And then... That was hard. <laughs> Why? I was suddenly like in a co-ed school, like co-educational school with boys and girls. And I was in this top school in South Africa where it was all girls. And it was really the top school in Durban. We had cane hats. We couldn't wear any jewelry. Right. Our watches had to be a certain color, either brown, white, black. Okay. You couldn't eat outside school in your uniform. So it was that prim and proper? It was prim and proper. Like even if you see me right now, I'm doing this. But if you see, (laughs) I'm not doing anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just plain. Like... Wow. Yeah, it's... I don't need it. So many times, you know, my friends would tell me, oh, we're going for a marriage. We'll get this jewelry out. Why don't you ever get... I said, I don't need it. (sighs) I just need a sexy sari on. I don't need all the jewels that come with it. Why do you think that? Why do you say that? I just, I just can. You feel confident in yourself. Yeah. That's so great. You know what happens, Shivani, with age? Yeah. Like you will, okay, for example, your age. Mm -hmm. You are understanding that people are gravitating towards you, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I would understand that people gravitate towards me, Mm -hmm. right? But when we are young, we don't focus on, okay, They are gravitating towards me because I am like this. Because I am like this. Mm. Because I am like this. And when you do that, you build that uniqueness about yourself. You realize those talents. And I wouldn't say empower, I will say power. Mm. In this case, you feel so powerful. To just go and do, but it had to be with a lot of situations to reach you. Yeah. There are a lot of situations where you were not like this, but now you're like this because it has happened. 
So how, how do you become like that? That'll so be... how can I call anything disadvantageous because I love where I am today. Mm. That's it. But people who are listening and watching this are thinking, okay, I know you're saying you've always been confident. You've always been someone who's loved yourself. I've never always been confident. You haven't? No. Okay. I feel that there were different layers of confidence. Mm. You know, I was shy in the beginning. But I was always in school known as the sunflower. She will light up the room. <laughs> I was always, since I was a kid, you know, my report card would always have those lines. Wow. We love her laughter. Because I would laugh like, ha 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 ha. <laughs> my dad would always say, you know, I hope she always gets married in a place where her laughter doesn't... Dim down. Dim yeah. down. She just laughs with a full heart. But when he said that, I realized that that's a gift. Mm. So... So many times people tell you that mm. and so many times you find out that mm. and so many times with work you find out mm. right work is one of your biggest teachers marriage is one of your biggest teachers children is one of your biggest teachers mm -hmm. teenage lives every moment is your teacher and we don't know what is coming next so we don't know what's going to come right this moment we do not know can you believe how much unpredictability there is in the world. So much we don't know what's going to happen next minute. Mm -hmm. You don't know what phone call you're going to get. Mm -hmm. You don't know anything. Nobody knows anything. So that is why people are scared of change. Mm. Because life itself is so unpredictable. Yeah. I was thinking about this. I was like, everybody's like, oh, I love change. Well, nobody loves change. Because... Such a big energy in the world is change. That within you, you need to feel stability. Mm. There's too much change. You don't know what's going to happen the next minute because you're only in charge of yourself. That's one variable. Mm -hmm. There are millions of variables working permutations and combinations with each other which are going to hit you. How do you know how somebody's going to react, respond, act, how it's going to hit you? How do you know that? Mm -hmm. How do, you, how do you manage the change then within yourself? Because that's the one thing you're saying doesn't change. I think it is with the learning. I think like there was a time I was really in love mm -hmm. with a guy. Yeah. Okay. I'm feeling so in love that I think, I think mm. that he really loves me. I really love him and he's doing all this, but... At the end, if he's living in another country, I'm living in another country, mm. okay? Mm -hmm. He wants to talk only once a week over the weekend. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk every day. Yes. Because you're so far away, even if it's 10 minutes, 15 minutes, I would like to touch base with you. We of are dating. Course. Correct? Now, what starts to happen there? He's like, but I can't do that. Or if I want to do video, I can't do that. I'm getting somewhere with this, okay? <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> Now, what has actually happened here is now I'm denying myself, okay, mm. let's do this Yeah. once or twice a week. Mm. I keep killing my heart. Mm. I keep killing what I want, mm. right? Then I'll talk to my mom and I'll complain about it. And then my mom will say, what is there to talk every day? Yes. It's okay. Yeah. You know, do your thing, let him do his thing. But what's happening is everyone around you, even yourself, are teaching yourself to kill your heart. Mm. It's like, I want this mango, but there's only one mango. Okay, but there are three siblings. Okay, we should share the mango. But you're always wanting to kill your heart because you've always learned to kill your heart. Where do you think we've learned that from? From our parents, from growing up, correct? As women or as men too? Everyone. I feel humans today... I'm, um, I really believe that men are also going through, I won't say are also, everyone has a human mm. experience. It's a human experience. Mm. Men are also going through their life experience. Mm. We can't, we cannot understand what a man is going through because we are not a man. Yeah. A man can't understand what a woman is going through because he is not a woman. Mm-hmm. So that is why all this is, and I think one of the best books to read, best to really, really work on yourself as a woman, as a man would be, Men Are From Mars, Women, women Are From, from Venus. Venus. 
You read really? It? I read it, but I thought it was stupid. Yeah. You liked it? Now, when did you read it? Maybe three years ago. I didn't think anything of it when I read it when I was young. Really? At 40. Okay. I read it. And I feel that at 29, you're 20, yeah. you'll understand it. Read it again. Really? It is unreal. I think It that is the most psychologically exciting book ever. Like you can really understand it and you can really kind of change your way of understanding where you don't feel hurt. Mm, mm, I do get that. Women start to feel hurt. Mm. Men start to feel hurt because we're not understanding the gender. Yes. Not understanding that. Mm -hmm. I think that the reason why I didn't connect with it is I think it was very stereotypical. You know, it's very much women want to talk for hours, men want to hide in a cave. Women are really expressive, men are not. And I think the problem in life is we put people into boxes and we continue to tell them they should stay in these boxes. So a man reading that book would read it as, and someone has told me this, when they read the book, they read it as, yeah, I don't want to talk about my problems because I'm not meant to talk about my problems. And instead of me understanding that I can talk about my problems, this book is reminding you that I shouldn't talk about my problems and you should understand that. Do you see? Correct. If so, you're in that space exactly. online, if you're looking at it. Yes. But, like, that's what I said. For In this book, like, I really took out the juice. Mm. I really took out the juice because I saw that pattern. Okay. In a lot of the men. Because I've dated quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I've also been married. I've also been divorced. Yeah. I've also been single. Mm -hmm. I've, I've, I've gone through all that, you know, when people say... Would you like to be married again? I'm like, are you bloody mad? Really? Never. Why? Oh, tell that, me. That is exciting. <laughs> Wait, first of all, let's start off. When did you marry? I got married when I was just turning 24. So, okay. 24. I was and was it a love young. marriage? Yes, I would say so. So it wasn't arranged? I mean, the arrangement had come from his brother, like the family wanted to ask for the brother, but I never met the brother, I met the younger one. Got it. And then we started seeing each other. Okay, and you got married at 24, were you happy? At the time? Yeah, I was very happy. Okay. It was nice, we shifted to London, it was nice. Okay. Yeah, it was nice, but then the whole, I think we were just two very, very different people. And... It started, I think, from the time I got married. It was, we weren't actually um, physical with each other in terms of sexually. Wow. We were physical with cuddling. Yes. And every time I'd be like, you know, and he would want me to wear something. It was like if we've gone to Paris or we've gone to Moulin Rouge and we're buying those sexy things, right? Yeah. Yeah. He will want that. Right. And then he'd say, come here, let's cuddle. Right. Right. So it was like, oh my God. Mm. Right, so in that sense that, so I was getting very disturbed. For me, I think yoga and all that came through that. Wow. Because I really needed to first release the sexuality and then release the emotions and then release all of that and keep releasing, mm -hmm. you know, and it was that release. I think yoga, I feel like really helps release sexually, I feel. How, how long lot. were you dating before you got married? About a year. About a year. But okay. not really dating. I was playing around. Okay. <laughs> I was... And I wasn't really... I, I told him, I was like, I don't want a boyfriend. Why? Like, so let's why chill. Let's have to get some married? fun. Like, but I want to have fun. I want to be married. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, if we came back to the book, the, the book would say, men would say, mm. let's have fun. The woman would say, exactly. let's get married. See? Here I'm saying... Let's chill. Right. But right? there's my point, right? You can flip the roles. Yeah, of course you yeah. can. But in general, like, it's not about stereotypical. It's about how life actually is. Mm. As a teenager, you were a certain way. Yeah. So is my daughter that certain way. So was I that certain way. Now we are all very different. We've all had our own experiences, mm -hmm. but as teenagers, we are teenagers. Mm -hmm. As a baby, every baby is learning to walk. Every baby is learning to talk. Mm 
every child. Now, am I putting them in stereotypes? No, no. You're but so every right. baby is doing it now. You can't say that's stereotypical. Every teenager is not like that. So yes, true. there will be some boys who might not want to drive rashly at the age of 17. Yes. But most boys at the age of 17, because at that time the hormones change. Correct. Right? The rash, the adrenaline, the wiring in your brain has changed. Mm. Most guys want to drive fast. That adrenaline is coming in. At 14, 13, your sexual hormones are coming out. Everybody wants to look at girls. Every boy wants to look at girls. Girls want to look at boys. Mm -hmm. At 13, 14, this is coming up. You're exploring your body. You want to touch yourself. There's a lot happening, right, mm. during that time. Is that stereotypical? No. Everyone, there will be some people who won't do that at right. that age. But mostly they are. <sighs> <laughs> so you, you're right. They are not stereotypes, it's just the way of life. That's another really interesting perspective because I'm always like, stop boxing people. But you're right, it's actually so true. We, we all experience so many same things, right? That's not stereotypical. Okay, so you're, you're now married. You realize there's not that chemistry in your marriage. Then what did you do? Because there's a lot of stigma now about people leaving their relationships. You know, everyone says, oh, millennials just quit. Millennials just give up. And I think it's so frustrating because I think the previous generation didn't allow themselves to value who they were. They Great. just went on what their parents said or what society said. And now that we're kind of becoming stronger as people, both men and women, people are criticizing us for not sticking with it. Yes. So first with this, just this philosophy is so true what you said. But it happens everywhere. Mm. You do this, mm -hmm. there's a problem. Yeah. You do that. There's a problem. You teach people self-love. As soon as they really start to value themselves and they might not value being beaten up black and blue in this relationship and they leave, mm. suddenly there's a problem. You're not trying hard enough. Yes. So you're teaching self-care. You're teaching self-love. Then you are. So that's happening in the world. Mm. You, you stay with somebody and people say you don't value yourself. You're so such a doormat. True. You leave. And they say you're such a quitter, mm -hmm. right? So any way you go, so who gives a shit? Go where you want. I love that. Go where you want. Because both ways, mm -hmm. you're going to get love and you're going to get hate. Mm. You mentioned you have a daughter. Did you have a daughter from that marriage? Yes. Okay. Only one marriage. Only <laughs> and, and never again anymore. <laughs> So you had, you had a daughter despite not having that much chemistry. When did you decide to leave? So it took me a very, very long time. I think, I, you know, it's so easy in a way to just open the door, mm. step out. Mm -hmm. That's all it is, mm -hmm. right? But that's not all it is. No. There's too much baggage on our backs. Mm -hmm. We can't even walk to that door. We can't even reach to open the door, let alone get out. We have too much, whether it is, you know, you're married and your parents will also tell you. And I don't have a dad anymore, but my mom would, you're now married. Yeah. Now his house is your house. Mm -hmm. You need to learn how to sacrifice. Correct. You need to learn how to be da, 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 da. Right? Mm -hmm. And think about it. Every parent, for some reason, all around the world knows this dialogue. <laughs> How does everybody know this dialogue? Because as a parent today, I'm not teaching my daughter that. Right? I don't teach her this same talk. Yeah. But there was that talk. Okay, I'm going to leave him. There was a time, Shivani, my mom, she's like, where will you go? Mm. Fine, you want to leave him? Mm. You're not doing anything. You're not whatever. You're going to leave him? You're going to leave him and come back, running back to him only. You won't be able to do anything on your own, you know. And then she said, life is not a fairy tale. Oh, I hate it when people say that. Correct. So, okay. I left him and I'm so happy that she said this because it guided me. Right. It guided me like my angel. It was like my mother's words. 
they don't always have to be positive to be angelic, right? I love that. The most negative words can be the most angelic words. The most negative situations can be the most angelic situations because they are never negative. It's just that it's a challenge for us at that moment. Mm. And we are learning how to gear up as a human for that challenge. That's, that's all it is. It's not a negative situation. It's just that it's challenging. Yeah. It's a challenging situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she told me, she goes, you won't be able to live without him. You will come back to him. Right. So that was a very, very powerful message to me that, okay, there was a little bit like, I'm going to show her attitude as well. <laughs> because you're young. Yeah, of course. You're young. There's a certain mm. that as well. Like, you're challenging yourself. You're mm. challenging your limits. You're challenging who you think you are, who people think you are. There's so many things that are yeah. happening at that age as well. So I think uh, living in the marriage was, for me, I think I'm a, I'm a free bird. Mm. And I felt a little caged. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There was this yeah. cage. And I wasn't strong enough to leave. I didn't know how to do anything. He was really good at figuring out all the finances or the bills or the electricity bills. I never even saw a site wow. which had... I'd never booked airplane tickets. I'd never bo- booked hotels. I'd never... He'll be like, okay, I booked Maldives. I booked this. I booked that. Like, you know, I mean, it was very easy. I just... I would do my thing. I would do the house. I would do this. I, I, I was studying. You know what I mean? So I was mm-hmm. doing my stuff. But there was no sexuality between us. There was no. nothing between us. And it was killing me. And I was living, living, living. Because we are taught that marriage is sacrosanct. We are taught that you have to keep trying. We Mm -hmm. are taught that all this is happening. And I kept living it and I felt like I... It was too much. I couldn't... I would talk to everyone about it. I had made myself a victim. I would talk to everyone about it, you know, that... Because I needed somebody to understand my pain. Being Mm -hmm. a victim is great, right? Because it's fun in a way that it gives you solace that the other person understands you. True. So you say, oh, I went through this and say your mother or your friend hugs you and says, just come and hug me and just cry. Mm. You sometimes need that rather than never wanting to be, right? So especially when you're in the deepest of your sorrows and then you learn, don't be a victim, don't be a victim. You only can't be a victim after you've been a victim. So true. How can you not be a victim if you've never been a victim? You can only be a non-victim after you have felt Mm. and you have victimized yourself. I had victimized myself. I see it all. I see how I wanted everybody to understand what I was going through, understand what I was trying to say, understand my caging, but it was not for them to understand it. It was only for me to understand it, but through them I was understanding it as well. Mm-hmm. Through the victimization, I learned what I was doing wrong. Mm. And then slowly, 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 I don't know, but I made it. <laughs> and I'm still making it because every single question that comes into your life, mm. You can find that answer. You can learn something. You can find that answer. Right. And you feel great. Mm. But then the bloody question changes again. (laughs) Right? So true. And then you're finding that answer again. Mm. And they are unbelievably like billions and billions. I mean, limitless problems and limitless solutions in the world. What problem you are having, no one else in the world is having. Mm. And however many you are having, no one in the world is having yours. Mm. However many, and those solutions, however many can come with each problem. It's just a limitless universe. Like, let's just relax. I tell myself that every day, relax, Anina, relax. (laughs) You, You say you just got out of it, but there are a lot of people who are probably listening and watching this who are feeling stuck. Yes. And are feeling, okay, well, okay, from your situation, your husband was, I presume, the provider. Yes. You kind of did everything. Like, you know, like you said, you never learned how to use, like, a plane ticket or whatever, all of that stuff. How did you figure it out? 
Why did you feel at one moment you're like, I have to leave now? What was that switching point? What gave you that strength? I just, I think in the beginning, there was a different kind of strength. I told myself, I'm, and I'm honestly, this was what actually, I remember talking to my sister on the phone and saying, I need to leave him. Hmm. But you know what? I need to really love someone else, you know? Ah, okay. You know, I, I want to find somebody because it is so difficult that it'll be much easier for me to leave this if there was someone else. So this was where I was in my life, right? Like that is how, and that was an age again. There was a fear. Mm. Why do you say that? Because there's a fear, mm. right? You only say that because you, so just with that comment, you can understand that there was these fears behind. And then I remember a year later, I told, I was like, I am not going to leave him for anyone or anything or whatever. I, mm. any, I can't handle it. I don't want the money. I don't. He's a very, very rich man. Mm. But so is my family. Well, too. but it was like I said, I don't want the money. Mm. I, I don't want any of it. I want the most priceless thing. I want to go. Mm. I want to fly. Mm. And I'll figure it. And it's not that it's been easier after leaving him. Mm-hmm. I think it's the first time I'm saying it out, like understanding it in my own head as well with this. I think it's been harder leaving him because it's been eight, nine years, but it has been the most exhilarating, exciting journey of my life. I have never regretted my decision. Really? Never, ever, not for a millisecond. Like it was the correct decision. And your daughter, I mean, at that point when you when you chose to leave, it's a it's not only just leaving everything you know and a husband and I know you didn't feel that connection, but it's still hard, right, to leave very, someone you've been with difficult. for years. But to then know that you're gonna take this role as a single mother, the sole provider of you and her, how did you how did you cope? So in terms of financially, he is there. Good. Right. So that's really good. We work with each yes. other, you know. And you're okay in that? Because I think there's a lot of women because who Because he's be like, married no. now. Yes. And he has his whole family. They have another son now. Right. Right. So that family has it all happening. Mm. Sorted family space. Mm. And the other part is me. Mm. And I'm doing my thing. And I'm traveling. And I'm figuring it out. And yeah. I feel like. A lot of the times, I've again never said this, but I feel that I just need to be married to the public. What do you mean? Like everyone. Like I feel like in marriage in terms of, I like to be able to give my energy to the world, you know, mm. like I'm so married to that feeling of inspiring, to yeah. that feeling of changing somebody's mind they change their own reality nobody changes anyone's reality except themselves but to help them in what way what do you, what would you be your message to the whole world oh my god what would be my message to the whole world if you could change and help people in one way what do you want them to be i think i would tell everyone in the world to just keep learning i i think Keep learning through life, keep learning. It's not learning through a book or a textbook. I think the only thing that can keep you in sync with yourself, like if you're learning, Mm -hmm. learning could be you're learning emotional resilience. Mm. You're learning how to get over something. Mm. You're learning marketing. I think learning is, I, for me, I'm a learner. For me, yeah. learning is the most vital component in my life. Mm-hmm. I think for everyone, they have their own vital component. So whatever yours is, everyone in the world, I can't say everyone should learn. Somebody doesn't want to. Somebody's a... Because chill, man. I want to relax. Beautiful. I mean, he, I, that person could be like, you know what? I would want to tell you, you relax. True. Right? So everybody has... Their own power. I think, correct. And they have their power and when you learn, 
you find your power. You chose, you, so you're choosing to leave, but you're a single mother. And now a lot of people listening and watching this are, are in the same position. I'm unhappy, but I have a child. How am I going to figure it out? How am I going to explain it to the child? Will they be happy? All these worries go in people's heads. But did that happen to you? Of course. I mean, I don't really care too much about society. Yeah. <laughs> really, I don't care. Yeah. I don't. Like, I remember when my mother also told me, she's like, Sunena, uh, I haven't told this auntie that you're separated right now. Okay. Yes. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> you want to tell her, tell her. You don't want to tell her, don't tell her. But please, don't expect me if she asks me not to tell her. That's your shit. I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. Do whatever you want, whatever you're comfortable with. I don't want to put anything on you. But I will do what I'm comfortable with. Yes. And so nobody was. I think my family was very open about it. Yeah. And I think that's really important for people because the biggest resistance for people comes from families. Hmm. And for families, they are also your strength. Yes. So they are also your biggest weakness. Every coin has two sides. You will love your family the most. Who will you hate the most also? Yeah. Them only. Who will you be irritated with the most? Mm. Them only. Because you love them the most. Yeah. Why will you spend so much power and energy, like you said earlier, block them? Why? Because you don't need to spend that power yeah. and energy yeah. on those people. But you cannot block your mother. No. So she will also not be able to block you. So as, as families, that bloodline yeah. is too strong. Do you believe blood is thicker than water? Oh my God, truly, only. But then how do you set boundaries with your family? Because you look, your mum your mom was really understanding, right? Well, not really understanding, no, but... No, there was a lot of ups and downs. There was a lot of that. But I'm also very strong in my decision then. But then you also keep asking people because I'm a Libra. Right. So I need to balance it. Okay, this is good, this is bad. This is good, this is bad. Like I kept weighing it. So like your earlier question, like how would you tell women or men also? Yes. For that matter, yes. right? Sometimes men are feeling very weak to leave. True. It's not just us. No. It's also them. You're right. They are also feeling weak uh, that I want to leave this, but I can't. So many people are dependent on me. Yes. Can you imagine a woman is feeling I want to leave because I'm dependent? Mm. And a man is saying, I want to leave, but so many people are dependent on me. How much guilt would the man also be feeling? So true. In this kind of a situation, people have too much guilt. People have too much responsibility. Every person's mind is working on a different track. Mm. Everyone is working on a different track. Like, and I can't, I think each person needs to come for like counseling alone when it comes to this mm. for example i'll tell you a woman gets slapped by her husband mm -hmm. okay and now she comes to her friends and all and she's crying about it the friends are like you have to leave this asshole yeah right she doesn't leave him she comes again crying again the friends are saying the same thing but she doesn't leave him mm -hmm. And the friends think that she's crazy and she's yeah. stupid and she's dumb, correct? Yeah. She is not stupid, she is not dumb and she's not crazy. Every human being is making the best decision that they can make according to what they know. Mm. Who they are and what they know at that time in their lives. We are human beings who are made for survival. Correct? So every person knows this is what I need to survive. So for that woman, if she has seen, say, I'm just, say yeah. she's seen a family that had broken up or her own parents have been divorced. And she, that has been a very, very traumatic experience for this child. Yeah. So what has happened is she doesn't want to break up a marriage. Mm. For her, her top priority is I want to keep this family together. True. Right. So even if she gets slapped... Slapped is her third priority. Her first two priorities are that if she leaves him with that third priority, her first two priorities will not get done. She is not stupid. Mm. And the other women who are advising her are no way smarter. Yeah. 
Nobody is smarter than yourself. Every person is the smartest in whatever capability because they are surviving with what they know. Now, if we are able, if somebody comes to me and I'll be able to help them understand or maybe change that tuning of their thinking, then they might want something else and survive in a different way. Right. It just has to be a change in the thinking and it's the easiest thing. How did you become so, like you just don't care about other people? Because it's, you're very certain and sure about yourself. You're very, it doesn't seem like any of the outside noise blocks you. Is this why you do these retreats? No, I think, uh, Shivani, I think they, it does again in certain ways. I would not give myself all that credit. I don't care what people think, but at the same time, if somebody's coming to my house and I'm cooking a good meal, yeah. I want people to enjoy. Mm. So I want, I do care what people think. I want people to enjoy that meal, right? I enjoyed your coffee. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> correct. So you, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm not dying for a positive or a negative answer. It doesn't matter. I learned that I think in yoga class, very young, this lesson came to me very young. I, there was a teacher who was teaching yoga and she had to leave and she asked me, she goes, can you fill up my class? And I had not started teaching yet, so I was very excited. Right. I was very, very excited to teach this class. It was my first class. And I did a class and I taught. There was this time where I was like, did they like the class? Did they not like the class? <laughs> you know? This was about 15 years back. And, and then I was like, there was a time after a couple of days, I was like, you know what, actually, because I knew that people like the class, I am. But at that point, it was very important for me to know that, right? Because mm. it's my first class. But I realized that it doesn't matter. People will like your class. Some won't like your class. Mm. Some people will like who you are. Some people won't. Some people will love your energy. Some people will find you loud. Some people would love this, some people will not find you too grounded. Mm. Some people will love you humble, but people will not like that. Who are those people? They're a mm. figment of our imagination. Like my mother will tell me, oh, Sunena, don't do this or don't do that. There are people watching. Who are these people? I will never see them again. Who are these people who are watching me, whether I'm on a plane or in a... Maybe, mm. I, maybe after they watch me, they can be more free and chill, okay. But who are they? I'll never see them again, even if I see them again. Great, like, I don't know, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't <laughs> really, I, I really feel like people should just do their thing. Mm -hmm. Be authentic. And really live their best. We don't have to live other people's best lives. And I think we are all so not certain about our goals. We are so not certain what we want, mm. that we keep going and we keep killing ourselves. Imagine if our goal was, I want this, I want this, I want this, and I want this. That's it. Mm -hmm. And you reach that and you'll start living your life. But we're just scattered. Everyone's just scattered. Nobody knows. You have so much energy and so much positive energy. You really do light up the room. You're still that sunflower from the oh. kid. <laughs> Why did you start these retreats? And tell me about them. What are you doing with them? They are really, for me, Shivani, when I call people, one is all this socializing that we do, because they're really transformational. Okay. I love to travel, I love to let go, and I started feeling that I'm really working on myself with so many things that I just want to share. Mm. Basically, I want to share. Like, I would never want to hold information back that I know. Mm. If I know it and it can help you, I will share it. Yeah. I'm a sharer, so... Because it's, I'm a sharer, the retreat works with me. The teaching helps me. I'm able to bring myself out where people are able to bring themselves out with me. Mm. Because if they are seeing that, okay, she's able to trust us, automatically trust is built. It's just an energy exchange. True. Automatically, you and me are suddenly in a different place of feeling for each other after this True. than we were before. You might be able to tell me something about you that you couldn't tell me an hour back. True. 
Yeah, so for me, the retreats are a transformational space where you're mm. able to let go, remove everything from your junk drawers, from your body, release from the hips to from your breath. I feel all our emotions are in our breath. Yeah. Every time, like abdominal breathing for emotions is the most essential. Like really breathe in, really work your abdomen and breathe out. Mm. If people just do that, people just keep running mm. for more and more information. Mm. Whereas the simplest stuff they're not doing. Did you do your neck rolls today? No. Did you do deep breathing for two minutes? No. Did you do gratitude? No. No, no, but I'm going to learn more. <laughs> I'm just going to keep going on learning because I already know so much but people who don't know they are so stupid but I know but I'm still not doing yeah that's really not intelligent that is stupider yeah you know it and not doing it mm. is stupider than people not knowing it so true what was running for the next piece of information rather than absorbing mm. understanding and and really taking in what we know I really feel there's so much more we could talk about, but we're out, we're out of time. What's one of your favorite things with the retreats? So they're all beautiful. I love this. I think we do a lot of healing yoga here. Okay. A lot of healing yoga with your emotions, with stress, anxiety, tension. Uh, my colleague is coming from San Diego. She does evolutionary breath work. Wow. She's just unbelievable. It's that screaming in the pillow breath work. It's like really brings that out. We're doing a lot of lifestyle tips, tricks, movements on the go, stretchings on the go. We're doing adventure activities yeah. like kayaking with the dolphins so that even when you're going deeper inside yourself and you're feeling vulnerable, the next day provides you that. Mm. That's hope. That's freedom. So we'll do that. We'll go to the waterfalls. We'll go trekking as well. I want to kind of give a very holistic wellness experience. The food is just so delicious we are living in the middle of nature in eco cabanas wow. so that's what the retreat is like having everyone sit together to eat food just energy energy give coaching just Amazing. just being and you're in the south of goa oh i love goa right me it's too. my favorite goa and bali are my favorite places we're gonna chill in goa now i want to come we'll one day 23rd to 28th march i'll be in london then so next time, we, I'm going to keep doing retreats. September, tell me to come in September, October. I want to come back Do it here. for my birthday, September yeah. 29th. Is my, what's your Would love sign? To. I'm Cancer. Oh my God, like my mother. <laughs> oh my God. You take the best out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Thank I you really so appreciate much, it. Shivani. I want to give you a hug. Oh. It was really... Oh. And thank you so much for listening and watching this podcast. Wherever you're listening or watching, if you could please press the follow, like and subscribe button, it would really mean the world to me.